Hello and welcome to the Homemaker Podcast. I am Alex Arion, the Golden Greek, and I'm joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Monique, hi. How are you? Hi. 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 I am well. <laughs> Good. A little I'm... awkward on the intro today. Wait, why was that awkward? I am Alex Arion, the Golden Greek, changing it up a little well, bit. I huh? am, aren't I? than saying I have been. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Because, well, I guess I have been for how, how many, many years? How long, how long has it been mm. now? As I'm looking at my watch, like my watch is going to tell me. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's me. Yes, it I'm, is. I'm, pr- I'm going to probably slowly phase out, like even using a last name and a nickname and just, hey, it's Alex. It's Monique. It's up. Like Cher and Madonna. Just yeah, that's name. that's Yeah, that's why. A, I'm not saying that's why I'm saying time. just for as an example, oh, oh, only yeah. using going yeah. by your first name. Yeah, I'm a big fan of brevity and just, you know, short, sweet to the point, I guess. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Uh huh. So, what's mm. new with you? Mm, let me think. Um, let you think. You didn't know we were think. doing a podcast? You have to sit and think about it? I'm thinking of the order Come of how on. I want to go through things in my head. My goodness. Fair enough. All right. Wow. So, what's new? Wow. Well, I'm really excited because, as you know, with cold weather comes comfort food, warm food, and I am making my favorite soup in the whole wide world. Yeah. Yes. You are. I smell it cooking yes. right now. It's a labor of love. It takes all day to make it, but I don't care because it's delicious. Great. What's it called? I'm going to try to say it properly. I call it Eggvo Lemono. Eggvo Lemono? Avolemono. I can't say it. Avolemono. Yeah. Avolemono. I can't do the G sound that you Greeks make. <laughs> you Greeks. <laughs> you Greeks. You Greeks. <laughs> you Greeks. Yeah. Avolemono. Yeah. It's an egg and lemon soup. Yes. It's like some people call it Greek chicken soup. It's chicken soup with lemon and eggs in it. And it's so good. Which makes me wonder. It's It's a chicken soup yeah. right right it's like a variation of a chicken soup but th- there's no chicken in the name it's egg lemon soup if you translate it directly from greek well technically a chicken comes from an egg so it's already covered with egg all right then theoretically it there, okay work. i guess you figured it out then there, there it is i'm so smart well done <laughs> nice job thank you but yeah it's really good i make it i um basically start with a pot of water put salt and pepper i put my vegetables in let that cook then i add chicken and then i take out the vegetables i don't want like the carrots and the onion uh, the celery and the onion and then i cut up the carrots and shred the chicken and i cook the rice and i squeeze the lemons and mix it with the egg and there's like a way you have to do it to make it perfect or it won't come out right and i love making it 
it is definitely tasty. Mm, I like I'm not a big soup guy, but it's oh, it's you very love good. It. I know you do. It's good. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's good. Absolutely. You're like underselling it now. <laughs> I'm not. I, d- all right. I'm underselling it. <laughs> well, because before really... in the past when you've had it, unless you were just yeah, being nice. No, it's really good. It's probably the best avgo lemono I've had. It's really really good. I'm not underselling it. I'm just. Oh. Not a soup guy. No, I really. know, but you in the past you've like put yeah, it over I've, so much, so now you're like, yeah, it's good, and I'm just like, it, oh, not well, that I, that's what I was I, fishing for, I, like to have you put it over huge or anything. I just you, was shocked that you just that was your response. You just had to call me out when I didn't, even though you weren't expecting it, right? I was just thrown off guard a little bit from it. I I was taken aback by it. That's all. Everything's all off because I. Did a weird intro. We are off today. That's that's what it is. It's the intro. Threw everything off. Threw it off. It's <laughs> all off now. Done. All right. Wait, what else is going on? We got well, soup. We got cold weather. We got, mm. by the time everybody hears this, oh, um, when is this coming out? Is this going to come out after, after? Halloween. After or before the, no, it'll be right after the election, right? Oh. Yeah. So oh. we're going to have, we either have a new figurehead president of the United States, or we still have the same figurehead president of the United States. Notice I say figurehead because they don't, they don't really do anything. It's not like they're really in charge of anything. Maybe the people but. will take over and rip, be like, no, we're done. We're, you both suck. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Doubt that'll happen. A lot of talk, but never any action, no. which is why we're in the state we're in right mm, now. True. And that's not just the United States, that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, so yeah, we... we we either have still President Trump or we have a President Biden. Or the election counting, ballot counting is all messed up and we still don't know yet. That could be too. That could be too. Mm. Obviously, we're recording this a couple days before Halloween, so we still don't know as of the time of this recording. But by the time people are listening, they might know what's going on and what has happened. I don't think we'll ever know what, what's really happening. <laughs> Probably not. Never. Like I said, that's why the only thing I really believe is the stuff that's happening that directly affects me and that I see in my life. Because that's really the only thing that, that's my reality. Yeah, that's all we can do. Everything else is just something I see on TV or read on the internet. Mm. That's not anything that directly affects me yet. Yet. So, anyhow. Yeah. I got a new tarot deck. Oh. Yes. It's Sacred Geometry. So you you mentioned this to me, mm-hmm. and I don't really. People listening might be like, "Well, yeah, obviously it's this." I still don't get how that's different than reading just a regular tarot deck. Well, because this is this is an oracle deck, so there's tarot and there's oracle. Like the tarot deck I use is the Rider Waite deck. It's considered the classic deck of tarot, and I love that deck. I've had it since I was nineteen. But I have this thing. I love Oracle decks. So I have my Viking Oracle. I have my Animal Spirit Oracle. I have um, this one now. I have another one, but I feel like I can't bond with that deck. So I've kind of put it aside. But yeah, so this one is... So um, it's just a brand name? Is that all no, it is? No, it's about okay. like what the deck is about. So the Sacred Geometry deck is using sacred geometry and the information from it and how it can be used. And there's a lot of stuff that I wasn't familiar with. I'm more familiar with the kind of basic type sacred geometry. So you have like the triangles, spirals, like kind of basic. I've read about it a little bit. And this was just like really interesting because I I felt like as I'm reading through and looking at the cards, the deck is beautiful. 
but I was like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to try it out, see how I feel. Cause if I do a few readings with a deck for myself, I just either feel a connection or I don't. And this one, I definitely felt a connection with, but you know what I realized when I'm reading tarot and I, this is something I struggle with. I just, I know things and I feel things. And it's hard for me sometimes to articulate it. So it, it's like, okay, this is what I'm getting and it's what I feel and trying to put it into words. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's really cool because I was like, wow, this deck was like, yes, you know me, you get me, I love you. So I love this new deck. Great. Well, yeah. congratulations on Thank that. You. What no. made you decide to get that? Is it something you've been looking at or something you just well, came across and so were like, oh, I, I, impulse I was buy. Reading, I was reading about sacred geometry a while ago and I was, I just, I don't know. There was just something and it came up and I'm like, I want this. I, it's just hard to explain. It was just a feeling that this is what I should have. And there were two decks and this is a visionary path deck. And I saw this one and I don't know, I just, I felt like connected to it more, I guess. I felt clicked into it a little bit more. So like I always look at decks and I'm like, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this, but I don't actually get it because I, I don't know, I feel like I need to like, there's like this weird feeling I get when I'm like, yes, I should get this. And the one deck that I have that I didn't bond with, that was a kind of getting back in the saddle of like tower reading after not doing it for so many years and just like okay what should I get and I didn't feel anything with it I was just like okay I'll try this and I think that's why because usually I have to have that connection and it's like I know like okay this is this is mine all right yeah, yeah. makes sense cool mm-hmm. great what yeah. do you know about sacred geometry well, the little that you've read well, just about like the different shapes and what they represent. Um, and I'm not like a master by any means. It's very basic, but I wanted to do this to try to understand it more as well because you learn as you go. Um, you The more you read and the more I read the book, I'll learn about everything. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's just really interesting and in yeah. how they take what it is and the meaning of it and then like incorporate it into like where in the deck, like where in your reading it is and how to use it. I, I don't know. It just makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's good. Tremendous. Yeah. So, and just throwing out there, I do tarot readings. So if you want a tarot reading from me, go to my Etsy shop, Wonders by Monique, or send me an email, tarotbymonique at protonmail.com, or go to my website, tarotbymonique.com. Yeah. Find me on Twitter. Instagram's not working yet. Uh, <laughs> Still. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's frustrating. But yeah, just find me. I'll do a tarot reading. There you go. And speaking of readings, mm. we had a human design reading. But before we get into that, I just wanted to mention something that I saw in the news. Shoot. I saw something online about our, the New Hampshire governor working with the New Hampshire Department of Health on l- the Lyme X project. And I was like, what the hell? It's basically a project where they're trying to help find cures for people with Lyme because they're so affected by it. I got so pissed when I read this. Now, why, pray tell, would you get pissed reading something like that? They want to help people. 
Come on. They want to help people affected by this disease. Everyone to have Lyme disease. It's a biological weapon that they released out onto people and it just spreads so much. And obviously, I don't think they, I mean, I would like to think they didn't intend for it to spread the way it did. But what do you expect when you re- release a biological weapon? But they're the cause. The government is the cause of Lyme disease. It's come out. It's been document documented. And we've talked about it before. And now they're like, let's try to fix this. So. Well, if, I, I don't think the New Hampshire government. I'm not saying New Hampshire. Department I'm just saying in general. To with it, but. but here's the really odd thing. Okay. So I could only find one article. I saw it on social media. Okay. And I only saw it for like a day and it was gone. I found an article from the Union Leader, which is a Manchester-based It's It's New Hampshire's paper. largest newspaper, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quote, unquote, news. Um, and they're talking about this project and how there's no diagnostic test for Lyme. It just shows the antibodies. And I just thought about like when I... Growing up, when I would go to the doctor and describe what was going on with me, granted, maybe they didn't know as much about it as they do now, but I remember like even back in the 90s, like people knew about Lyme disease and it was always written off and it wasn't until we saw our naturopath where she's like, oh my God, this is classic Lyme, all these symptoms. And I took a test through like the New Hampshire labs our local general labs that we have here available to us, which is covered by insurance. And it wasn't as accurate. And she's like, I really recommend there's a lab through California. It's very accurate. Of course, insurance doesn't cover it. So we had to pay out of pocket and I did that and it showed I had Lyme and it proved like, okay, this is why I'm having all these issues. And I just think like, the government created this mess and now they want to fix it. And you brought up something. What? Problem, reaction, solution? Yes. Yeah, it's classic government tactics and yeah. control. Just like what's going on in the world right now. You think this was an accident? This is a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Hello. And and from the from the outset, oh, got to be ready for the new normal and the second wave and blah, blah. And what's happening right now? We've been, all been conditioned for what's going on right now and what's to come. And it's, it's not such, good. It's such None a of control it's good. thing. So anyhow. But yeah, but it just kind of irked me. I'm just like, oh, you know, fuck you. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And then what was really bizarre. So I couldn't find anything else online. I found that article and I just did like DuckDuckGo searches. I looked up Lime X Project because the way the article read made it seem like it was something not just New Hampshire based, but U.S. based. Okay. But it's like the Department of Health for different states working together, giving information, giving data. I couldn't find anything on Lime X Project. Again, maybe I just suck at internet searches, but when I was looking, I tried it like different ways. I even tried it in quotations. What date was that article from? The one from October the 20th. So it's recent. It's recent. Maybe there's just not too much info on and it. And it's possible. I went to the I governor's website and they have like press releases. Nothing. Maybe, maybe they were going to and then they changed their mind i don't know it was just really know. weird i'm like okay huh. why is this information no longer like are they trying to bury it well they they try to i mean they don't try they bury so much mm. information that's out there so who knows yeah. i mean the the whole internet censorship thing and social media censorship that's a real thing like that's 
so real. There's so many examples of it and so many different instances of it. It's it's pretty scary, but I mean, that's the world we're in now. Yeah. It, it's, it stinks, but... Well, one of the last things I want to say about Lyme disease is I got written off for years. Like since I was a kid, I was having issues, but my pain travels. So one day it's like I have pain in my right knee and then it's like my left toe. A lot of times it's the joints, but I'll get random pain and it's not just like an ouchy little tiny ache like you're in no it's like pain. deep pain yeah but i have a high threshold for pain and i just burned out my adrenal glands by dealing with the pain all the time but it's just if there's something wrong with you and you know something's wrong because they made me feel like i was crazy like it's all in my mind it's psychosomatic like there's nothing wrong with me and that's why I think it's so important you're your own advocate when it comes to medical stuff like speak up for yourself if something's wrong you know your body listen to your body something's wrong if you know something's wrong and don't just stop at like regular doctors we super recommend naturopaths um homeopathic medicine which again there's another thing speaking of censorship that good luck finding any videos on youtube about homeopathy natural cures and remedies that stuff is getting censored left and right and that's why i'm so into like learning about herbal medicine because our naturopath inspired me like even stuff like taking oregano and rosemary and things like that like stuff you can get anywhere and you can get it over the counter you don't always need pharmaceutical drugs you don't ever need pharmaceutical drugs that's something we have been conditioned to believe everything that the pharmaceutical companies have created or made is a synthetic version of something that's natural. You don't need any pharmaceutical drugs. And I know right now there's a lot of people going, but I need this medication for this and I need this. You don't. You you have been conditioned to be reliant on it. And most people, unfortunately, have been taking them for so long that they can't get off of them because they will have problems. Mm -hmm. But you don't need it. From from the outset, there's there's a natural natural way to cure pretty much everything. And I'm just putting out there my migraines. I am a chronic migraine sufferer. I started getting migraines when I was seven years old. I remember my mom would take me to go get CAT scans because they didn't know why I was in so much pain. And they couldn't see anything. I didn't have any bleeds or brain damage or anything. I just had these horrible migraines. And, you know, my mom's a migraine sufferer. And it wasn't until I saw our naturopath, I just sucked it up. There were a couple of times I was like, okay, I'll try this migraine medication. And I would get every side effect. Do you remember, like, we weren't together super long. I think it was within our first year of dating. I got a migraine medication and I took it. And like within an hour, I was on the couch at your apartment. And I'm like, I don't feel good. (laughs) And I was like sweating and cold and my heart's racing and I'm shaking. And I'm like, I should probably read that little pamphlet of side effects. And yeah, I had to call the doctor and I'm like, I can't do this. Riboflavin. My naturopath told me to start taking riboflavin. It's what vitamin B12. It's naturally in your regular vitamins. It's, I started taking it one pill a night my migraines, I went from 16 to 17 migraines a month down to like, I hardly get migraines. I'll still get headaches from time to time, but compared to my migraines, it's nothing. So there's there's options out there and you don't have to rely on this, like this 
all the pharmaceutical companies that have like all the side effects when you take their stuff. Pretty, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I, 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 when I was younger, I, I did take a couple of different medications for, you know, pain, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've never been on any kind of anything, you know, that you're supposed to take all the time, like a daily thing. And I haven't taken, I mean, even an aspirin since I don't know how long. I mean, obviously, post-surgery, I would take whatever medication was prescribed to me, but I wouldn't even finish it. But I mean, surgery is a pretty mm-hmm. traumatic thing. So yes, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take some pharmaceutical if it's available to me for that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm in constant pain. I, I've got you know an injury I've been dealing with for a couple of years, and I'm I'm in chronic pain. But I don't take anything for for that. Well, it just it, you were just saying like you don't need anything from the pharmaceutical companies, and the only thing that came to mind is like surgery. <laughs> So, but that's not the pharmaceutical. That's not a pharmaceutical company, though. Oh, oh, you're talking about pain that. medication yeah. for after, like. So, I think there are times where modern medicine can help, and it's important. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. For most things, I think that you can go a natural. Route. I get. I guess that's you're all. okay. So let me. Look, all right, let me amend my statement from earlier. Then, thank you. There, there's obviously. Yeah, we've had medical advances, and yes, there are some things that are beneficial, but not on a permanent basis, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Shouldn't be taking something for on a permanent basis, in my view. That's me. Again, you do what you want. Discern mm-hmm. the information for yourself. In my opinion, you shouldn't have to. And let me just say, but, we're but not I, medical doctors. But I'm doctors. not a doctor. Yeah. I just know from my own experience that I've been able to, granted, some things take a little bit longer, but... Isn't that your body naturally mm-hmm. taking the time it needs to heal or get rid of whatever ailment it has? Right? Makes sense. That, that's well, ju- again, so that's we're not just doctors. Me. We're just I'm saying, a, like, yeah, check no. out naturopaths because I think they're really important and they do a yeah. lot of good. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I had a number of. And we're not of saying all doctors that, are bad either. I'm not saying, no, no, absolutely not. Doctors have their, obviously, every, everybody has their place, but mm-hmm. I think that the problem is. We've been conditioned for so long to put all our stock into what our doctor says. You can't question science. You can't question medicine. You can't question anything. I mean, I think if anything now, especially today, now with everything that's gone on in the world, we should be questioning doctors and scientists, especially the ones at the top level, the ones that call the shots that trickles down to everybody else. We should be questioning them more than ever. Like the doctor who's saying that there should be a mandatory mask Thing in the country, the whole country should be mandated to wear You're masks. You're talking about f- uh, the little rat, yeah. Fauci? Yeah. Yeah, the same guy that came out at the beginning and said masks don't do anything, that guy? Yeah, right. It's masks, all about control. Masks don't do anything. Again, if you want to put one on, great. Good for you. But every, I mean, a cloth mask doesn't do anything. There are signs on the There's boxes that say There's signs on the boxes that anything. say it doesn't do anything. It's literally just to make people feel better. I won't wear a mask. I refuse to wear it because yeah. it doesn't do anything. And I'm not going to virtue signal to everybody. Oh, yeah, I care about your health and you care about mine because you're wearing a mask. Get out of town. I it's am, it's a control thing like you already said. I'm, I'm going to get yeah. off it now. It doesn't mean you're not a good person. If Oh, they're not wearing a mask. Not to mention people who have medical or psychological issues. And then you have people, oh, it doesn't matter. I have this, this, and this, and I still wear it. It's like, but you're not that person. You don't know what they're going through. So it's like everyone, I think, just needs to like ease up. They need to be kinder to each other. And not let all of this, like, I try to look at things from above. I feel like both sides are trying to play everybody. And I feel like people just fall into it because they want everyone divided. Don't let them divide you. Be a good person. Be kind to each other. And, And I always feel like if someone's a jerk to you, 
let that be their problem because that is their problem and they're trying to reflect it onto you. Don't let them do that. Still be kind, be better, rise above it and just be a good person. This is like an episode where we're just all over the place. Oh my God, we are. So I want to get into, <laughs> so the whole point of this episode today is we wanted, there was so a we're point like, to yeah, this episode? 25 minutes in, philosophical, we're, we had our human design appointment and we hadn't. Wait, so hold on. The whole point of this episode is philosophical? It's like a philosophical discussion about things. So there's no point. We're just talking about a bunch of different stuff. I guess so, but there was kind of... So there's really no point. One point (laughs) that kind of our conversation, I'm like, we can't talk. We have to save it for the podcast. Okay. So we had a human design appointment with this awesome woman, Michelle Johnston. She was a guest on one of my favorite podcasts, Paranormal Karen. And I listened to her and I'm like, this is really intriguing. I want to try this. Basically, she takes your birthday and she does like a body graph. It charts out so basically it, it what you're about. Out, so it's, it, ta- it takes your date of birth. It takes your date of birth and it it's like a combination of astrology and it's like all kinds of different yeah. stuff. It's all kind of like meshed together. But it's, yeah, go ahead from there. But so it just basically tells you about yourself and the kind of person you are and the kind of person you were designed to be. And there's all these different factors that come into play. So everyone's so specifically their own person. And we're going to, I've talked to her, we're going to try to get her on the show so she can explain it way better. Yeah. But we had this appointment and it was awesome because I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And yes. And like, you're prone to this and you're like this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. And it just made me feel so much better about myself. Like I always question, like, why am I the way I am? And like, why do I have a hard time with this? And why this? And she was like explaining it. It's because of this, this, and this. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. It just- hold, hold on though. Hold on. Yeah. Because somebody listening to what you just said, who may be skeptical, will go, well, yeah. If you said, why am I like this, this, and this? The person can answer, well, because this, this, and this. Is that how your appointment went? Or did she give you information first? And then you went, oh, that's why I'm this, She this, gave this. me information first. Okay. Because she, I'm trying to look at it. Sorry. I'm yeah. trying to look at it from a skeptical person okay. who maybe doesn't believe that there's any stock in, or puts any stock in any of this kind of stuff what they would be thinking by the way you described it. Cause you just basically, I mean, it's like how most psychics are considered to be, you know, charlatans. They, they're basically just really perceptive people who can give you kind of really broad information that mm-hmm. can fit pretty much anybody. That's why I'm saying, is that what happened here or no? No. And it's not okay. a psychic thing. It's basically saying this is the way you were designed as a human being, hence human design. So it works off kind of like your chakras, but um, it's like not everything is by the same name of the chakra and you have these channels in your body. So that plays a part, but then it plays like the type of person you are. So there are generators, there are projectors, manifestors and reflectors. So there's like a, like, which one are you? And then it breaks it down even more and it has the profile type. Um, so there's different types of profiles you could be, and then it breaks it down more. And it's like our thing. It was saying like, for me, I do better when I'm by water, which is interesting because I love water. And it, it was just like telling you like the kind of person you are. What do you mean do better? Do better with what? 
You're being really general. Uh, yeah, because I'm because I want her I know, to explain uh, yeah, it. You know what I'm talking about. I, I, I know, but I'm saying for people that are listening, so I know, but for people that are listening, it's like kind of to regenerate myself. So when I am stressed out, when I am tired, um, just to feel you better, should, you should to go make hang myself out by feel water? better. Yeah, hang out by water. Okay. And I love water. I love taking showers. I love taking baths. I just love the water, and especially like shores. So that's why I always want to be near like bodies of water. I have like attractions to the woods and bodies of water. Classic hippie. <laughs> Not <laughs> you a hippie. be in the woods and hug trees and stuff. I, I'm kidding. I'm giving I you a hard seriously, time. I'm it's funny because I'm like, I hate hippies. Um, but and I've always, it's the punk rocker in me. But I seriously, yeah, I was, since I was a little girl, I would hug trees. Like one of my best friends was a tree. <laughs> Stuff you don't normally hear on a podcast, folks. My best friend was a tree. This until, is my wife, everybody. My wife. Yeah, until I got cut down and I hated the person who cut it down because it technically wasn't on our property. It was technically on the neighbor's property and he had it cut down and I was so mad. Wow. Oh, I I, I, I probably cursed him a lot. Okay. <laughs> Put X's on him. That's, that's a great. Awesome. <laughs> no, that was like my best friend and he destroyed it. All right. Did you guys have like tea parties and stuff together? You and the tree? Oh my God. We hung out all the time. It was just, it was, we would talk all the was time. Was it a guy or a girl tree? I got male energy from it. So it felt like a guy. Okay. Yeah. Great. But it was my friend. So. Tremendous. All right. I, I've, been, I've said it before. Like I used to hang out so, with rocks and trees, but yeah. So we did this reading and so y- we felt like it was really spot on. Yeah, I, I did it as well because I, I also, I listened to that podcast that you mentioned before with uh, Karen Rontowski and, and with Michelle. And I was like, this sounds pretty interesting. And I mean, like, you obvi- uh, were married, obviously, so I am around you when you do all this kind of stuff. And, and a lot of the stuff that you've done for me have been like, wow, okay, that's pretty it's pretty accurate, pretty spot on. I But you know me, I'm, I'm healthy skeptical with a lot of stuff. Most things. I feel you're more skeptical at times than open, uh, but you've gotten better over time. I've you're better still skeptical, being a more, but, but you're more open. But, I'm, but yeah, so I listened to it. I'm like, all right, this sounds kind of interesting. And you said, oh, we should do it at one point. I'm like, all right, fine. That's, yeah, why not? And one thing actually, that I don't know if we've ever mentioned it before on, on the podcast or not, but one thing that I really am interested in is numerology. And I, that stuff is... There's, I, I'm not skeptical at all about that. That's legit. It's right in your face and it's everywhere. But anyhow, so I said, all right, we'll, we'll do this appointment. I couldn't believe it. Like just the, the different, I mean, I'm not going to get into specifics, but just a lot of the different stuff. I was like, wow. Okay. And, and I was very silent for most of it. I, I only asked questions when she would you know, ask if I had a question or anything like that. And I would, sometimes I would, but there was a couple of times where she said something and I went, that's me hundred percent, totally, absolutely me. This is what I do. This is why I do it. And yes, hundred percent. So yeah, I was very impressed by the whole thing and it, it I can't wait to talk to her more because oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it's something that everybody should maybe look into just to, just to kind of see maybe, there's some answers for you if you've had questions about, I don't know, why why do you think the way you do? Why do you always end up in the same positions financially, in relationships, whatever the case may be? 
I was just and and uh, one of the things that I was trying to get out of the whole thing was I was just trying to figure out like what's best for me as a person because I mean I, I have my priorities and things that I want to do and get done and 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 stuff like that but I, I guess it was kind of one of those like what's what's the next step for me you know in my life what's the next step career wise for goals that kind of thing like what kind of things should I be chasing more to, to make me more spiritually and, and, you know, just materialistically in the physical world happy. What, what, what are the things that I should be chasing after? And it's not because I'm not happy now or anything like that. That's not the case at all, but just to kind of progress to the next stage of my life. And I mean, I, I, I said, I wasn't going to get into specifics, but one thing that she did say that I thought, okay, makes a lot of sense was, uh, trusting my gut more. And I've been telling him that for which, how long? Which you've been telling me forever. Because oftentimes I will say something or and I'll mention it to you and it'll end up coming true. And a lot of times when I don't trust my first instinct, something bad happens. Not like, you know, catastrophically you call bad, stuff but all the time. All like the you time. pick up on stuff, but then you overthink it. That's that and that's that's the one thing she said not to do. And and I thought about it even after our, you know, I got off the uh, the appointment with her and everything. I thought about it more and I was like, I wonder if that's why I was so, I get, not to toot my own horn, but I was really so good at wrestling because I never liked to talk about stuff in advance with, with the person that I was in the ring with. It was always just go out there and, and just do it, feel it. Mm-hmm. And that was that's what I always did. And it was always, for the most part, I think, from what people tell me, it was always entertaining. People always got into the stuff that I was presenting and doing. And that was one of the things where I just... I never wanted to talk about stuff other than what was going to happen at the very end because I wanted to feel it and just kind of go off what the crowd, you know, whatever, not, not to get too crazy into wrestling. But that was one of the things where I was like, that that's when I do trust my gut. And I was super successful mm-hmm. as far as, you know, from a performance aspect doing that. So that was one of the things where I'm like, okay, makes, makes a lot of sense. That's the, that's the type of person that I am, that I should be expanding on those kind of things. So, yeah, it was it was very interesting, and and any tiny slight bit of skepticism I had going into it, it's gone now. I, I think it's completely for me and for you. I thought it was very accurate. Oh, she called stuff like you're. So I'm not gonna get too into it, but like she basically said, you're this, and you have like one of the things. It's like I have to do everything myself. Like I have to try. So we get furniture. It's like I have to do it. I have to put it together. Like if I see something. I want to do it. I want to try. And that's like, she called that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 And I can't help it. it. It's like, I feel like I need to do it. I need to see if I can do it. Um, Often, oftentimes to your detriment too. <laughs> oh and yeah, cause I'm like, part of my profile is the martyr and it gets called that because society looks at it like you want to try everything, but with that will come mistakes. So they judge you on your mistakes, hence the martyr title. And I was just like, yep, I got to do it all myself. Um, but yeah, so her website, you can go to workingwell.ca. She's out of Canada. So W-O-R-K-I-N-G-W-E-L-L dot C is in cat, A is in apple. And her name is Michelle Johnston. So definitely check her out. But so this got us talking. Mm. I feel like everybody has gifts. We all have intuition. I think we all have psychic energy And I feel like we are programmed and bred 
to not be that way. They put fluoride in our water. They do all these things, I feel like, to... to Who's pro- they? The, the government. Just and the not government? just the government. It's like, it's bigger than just the United States government. It's all over. I don't okay. know, you want to call it the quote-unquote elite or the powers that be? I don't know. But it's like they want to, and we've talked about it in the episode, um, what is it? Quiet Weapons for Silent Wars. I, silent silent weapons, weapons for, for Quiet, quiet wars. wars. I always get it reversed. Um, like they want to dumb us down. I feel like as humans, we have so much potential to do so much and so much greatness. And they try to blind us from that. And it's like we're just... Dis- distract. Yes, distract us. Yeah, like that. they don't want us knowing our full potential. I think people can manifest what they want. I think that they can be open up into other dimensions. And I think, yeah, I, I think There's we some can, bold claims here. Okay. I, I think like anything is possible for us. I think we can, you know, get on different frequencies. and And I think it's all possible, but we just don't know how to do it. I know the face that you're giving me right now. You're like, okay. Well, because you're saying some things that you say frequencies. What do you mean by that? Like you're being like very vibrational vague. frequencies. Okay. I think that I think that the big thing is manifesting. I believe we can all manifest, and sometimes we're limited. Sometimes we have to learn how to do it. What works for us? That's something I learned in human in my human design. Um, appointment was like I have to be super specific when I manifest which I learned over time um but yeah I was like okay well I yeah I am super specific but that makes sense but some people don't have to be but you have to like learn what works for you as an as an individual but I feel like almost like humans nowadays, it's like we're a puzzle that's been broken up. So all of our pieces are there. It's just not properly put back together. It's put back in a way it's still kind of functional, but it's not complete. And I feel like that's done to us on purpose. And it's our job to kind of put ourselves back together properly so we can utilize our full potential. I would agree with that. And that, that was one of the things that Michelle talked about on, on the appointment that I had with her when she was kind of going over at the beginning of our appointment, just talking about how a lot of the things that we find out or that people can find out in their human design appointment may not be something they're familiar with or that they're open to because of years of just conditioning by society. Which made a lot of sense. And I mean, that's something that I've been thinking about for a long time. And I've, I've verbalized that to you before. Um, and so that that's why we kind of got to talking about like what you were saying is just how we're so conditioned and everything. And we are bred essentially to be alike and the same. I mean, what, what do you, I don't know how it is now as kids, but when I was a kid, the thing was you get a job. You you know you go to college, you get a job, and then you get married and have kids, and that's it. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Everybody is taught that, and or you know, for us coming up, everybody was taught that, and now it's changed, and it's all I don't even know what the heck they're teaching now, but whatever. But yeah, it's just kind of weird how well, not weird, but it's. It, the older I've gotten, the more I've opened my mind and looked into things and stopped just accepting what's told to me. 
you realize that everything is done for a specific purpose and it's not to get you or me or any of us to advance. It's never the case. It's to keep us right where we are. Sure, marginally, we might see a couple of different improvements, but really, how is improvement or status or anything like that measured anymore, especially in the United States where we are? It's all, how big is your house? What kind of car do you drive? Do you have the, the latest sneakers or whatever? Like that, It's all consumer-based. Mm-hmm. It's all materialistic. And that's where we are. That's where we're slotted in life. And I want to take a few points from what you said in terms of being materialistic. It's like you worry about people judging you because, you know, if they come to your house, you don't have the right floors or granite countertops or whatever. It's kind of like, oh, like they look at your house and they judge you as a person based off that. They look at your clothes and they judge you as a person based off that. I mean, when I was younger, I used to get judged because the way I dressed, I had tattoos, I had different colored hair and people would judge me and they'd think that I was stupid and, and they just, they didn't want to get to know me and it was very closed off. And it's like, no, I'm a really good person, but, and I'm smart, but they don't allow that because it's about this perception. And so you see so many people nowadays putting out this false perception because they're so afraid to get judged. And so you look at these people and you're like, wow, they have it all together. They're perfect and they have money and they have this and they have that but they just make it look like that it's an illusion and they don't have anything but they're so afraid they they feel like they need to put out that they have this stuff this status symbol and it's all bullshit like one of the things with me and I was gonna put a post about it I never got around to doing it but a post about a post online on social media I was gonna take a picture of my hair Now, I have a lot of gray hair. I started going gray when I was 21 years old. And I would dye my hair because I like dyeing my hair. But also because I wanted to hide the grays, I felt I'm so young. I don't want people thinking I'm old. And then it got to the point where it's like, fuck that. I don't care what other people think. I actually kind of like the gray hair. And I was at work, I think it was last week, and people like one day, it must have been the light that was reflecting and they're like, wow, you have a lot of gray hair. It's like, yeah, I I actually, I I like it. I'm, I'm owning myself. I'm, I'm, I don't care if people think that I'm old because I have a lot of gray hair. I've gotten to the point where I just don't give a shit because I like who I am. I, I feel like I, every day more and more, I know who I am and I get more confident. And I feel like people need to do that. Like be happy with who you are. If you make, you know, seven bucks an hour, but you work hard and you care about like you're a good person and you care about other people, who the fuck cares that you have, you know, what some might call a crappy apartment or you don't have like the most newest car that has all the bells and whistles. Like who cares about that? That stuff doesn't matter. It's like we need to rise above this materialistic bullshit, these blinders that the society puts on us and get out of these false illusions because it's not real. Yeah, totally agree. I, I mean, I remember speaking of hair and just figured why not share another personal story <laughs> just i mean that's what people do on podcasts right to make them interesting and i don't even know if i ever told you this what? this might be something you might hear for the first time i was always and it's funny now looking at me but i was always so insecure about my hair 
I was so insecure well, about that. losing my hair. Yeah. No, but did I ever tell you that I went to... Yes, you told me. I did, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to share it now because obviously I started the story. Yeah. I went to one of those... Uh, Is it like a hair club for men kind yeah, of Yeah, but I, it, that wasn't the name of it, but it was something like that to, to look into. And this was when I was 21 years old. I was 21. How and funny is it? At 21, I went gray. And at 21, you were looking to stuff with your hair. That's weird. <laughs> Another weird kind of crazy coincidental synchronicity. It's not, nope, it's not coincidence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I went and my hair wasn't even really thin or anything. It was like, there was like one spot that I noticed. And it's funny because it's the actual spot where I'm still... If I when I have hair where I'm really thin, it's like kind of on the back of my head. It's you know where, where people get a bald spot, and it wasn't even really that noticeable. But somebody said something to me one time and called attention to it, and I got all paranoid about. It. Oh my god, I'm, I'm losing my hair! I'm losing my hair! I got so paranoid about it. What did I end up doing? I ended up growing my hair long so that it would cover this one spot, and I had long hair for what 15 years. Mm-hmm. I stopped caring about it after a, a while I mean it but I was very insecure about it for the longest time because I'm like oh people are gonna think I'm old and obviously being in, in wrestling where image and you're what you present to everybody is so much of the of the profession I was so insecure about it and then when I finally decided to cut my hair I was like I, I stopped caring about even when I had my hair long I stopped caring about hair and being insecure about it but I just kept it long for the longest time just because I just liked having it, I guess. Yeah. Well, and then like now, long hair. Once, yeah, once I cut my hair and got it short, then I was like, I, 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 I got to go get haircuts again. Like, honestly, that was why I kept my hair long for so long because I didn't want to go get haircuts. I was like, I don't want to be inconvenienced by having to go to the, you know, the barber shop or whatever every couple of weeks or every couple of months. But you let go of that insecurity. You yeah. look awesome with a shaved head. Thanks. I think you look great. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I think, but but I don't. I honestly, I, I no, appreciate no, it, but I don't care if people think I look good or not. And that's, I I like it. Yeah, it's easy for me. Need, yes, that's how and it that's, should be. And that's all I care about. But yeah, yeah just like, I think people should bathe. You yeah, so obviously, like of course. I don't know why, but it's like every time I go to the supermarket, and this has happened no matter which supermarket I've gone to, no matter where I've lived over the years, I always go down an aisle where there is somebody with the worst BO, like they never wash themselves. I don't know why that is. I, I, It tells me that there's a lot of people who don't shower or clean themselves. I know, I, going on that, this could be why. I know a kid who had no sense of smell, like literally had no sense of smell. Mm-hmm. Great kid, great guy, but he himself told me he probably wouldn't wear deodorant or waste money on cologne and stuff like that because he doesn't smell it. He has no sense of smell, and he said the only, he does it. I mean, he wears deodorant, he cleans himself, obviously, because he wants to be hygienic, but also because he knows that it will bother other people. But that was the only reason he did it, because he himself could care less. Because it didn't, it didn't affect him at all. So just think if this kid is listening to this and he's like, hmm, yeah, I shouldn't give a crap what other people think. Maybe he has been. I haven't spoken to him in a, in a while. But just think about how bad he would smell. Mm. So <laughs> so anyway, back, back to what you were saying. I think that comes down to just hygiene. Like have good hygiene. But like you don't have to color right. your hair if you don't want to color your hair. 
Um, but what does it have to do with smelling bad at the grocery store? No, just because I don't want to be like, stop giving a shit and then stop taking care of yourself and your body. <laughs> I don't want that to get like in- yes. misinterpreted. Yes. Good call. I want people to like st- take care of yourself, take care of your body, but don't care what other people think about you. Don't care about the materialistic things that society tries to dictate. Like you should have like a, a, a brand new car and it should have all the bells and whistles and you should have some big house. Well, to not to, I knew you were going to the big house thing. Yeah. You know what the new thing is now? Big houses in no yard? No. Small spaces. Yeah, you know why they really want that. small spaces. You know why. New. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know why. But because they want to pack you like sardines. You, they don't want people to have their own space. And that's right. why it's like if if you can, buy property. Buy Get, land. Buy lots land. Of it. Lots of land. Yes. Yes. People need space. And yeah, but it's like we're fooled into this thought of materialism that it's important important and that money is important and yes you need money to buy food and have shelter and things like that but it's really not that important I feel like it's not how can I how can I word it this is like me feeling things I don't know and knowing I, things but not being able I don't to know because I'm not it. I'm not sure where you're going I feel like the way they put value on money is who's they society the controllers, the people that control everything. It doesn't matter. What matters is the person that you are inside. All right. Great. You mentioned having food and stuff like that. Do you know that breakfast, eating breakfast, and all, you know, a lot of the snacks and all that kind of stuff, that didn't really exist about 100 and 20 years ago isn't break fast to break your fast hence the name Well, that's that's the name of it yeah but all these different things all these you know breakfast snacks desserts all these different things that those are all inventions of marketing people for food companies because that's how they make money the more you eat the more money they make and most of the stuff that that is marketed to people is just it's not good for you and and it's synthetic it's it's just not healthy so when you talk about yeah you need food does anybody really truly know how much food we really need because that's a good question if you if you i mean one of the big things like in in health and fitness and stuff which is an area that i'm obviously involved in and interested in is intermittent fasting that's like a big thing now but I started experimenting with fasting myself. I've been doing it for about two years now. And just how long can I go without eating and feel fine? How long have you gone? You've gone I've what, gone three? three and a half days yeah. is the longest I've gone. But when I when I was in the middle of it, or not when I when I broke my fast, I wasn't hungry. I felt fine. I was just like, eh, I'll, I'll stop now. So I and I and I think I've told you I want to go I want to go as long as 14 days if I can just to see if I can do it and I felt fine I actually felt better than when I eat which is weird but but is it because we've been told and conditioned for so long that you need to eat three square meals a day you need to have this this and this do you really though Hmm. I when I looked into like I said when I was doing research and I looked into it People didn't eat breakfast over 100 years ago. It wasn't a thing. Most cultures and societies 
would only eat at dinner. That would be the meal. It would be one meal a day. It would be a big feast. And oftentimes, they wouldn't even do that every day. It would be maybe every other day, every two or three days. That's just how it was. But now where we have food so readily available in grocery stores, hopefully from here on out, and there's no other issues, people, that's what they expect. That's what they're conditioned to do. So if there was, say, some big shutdown where they shut down grocery stores, people would starve. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a way around that if you started to condition yourself to maybe not eat as much. And notice that in the United States, especially, we have such an obesity problem. It's because everybody eats so damn much. Stop eating so much. But not just that. Think about what's getting put in our food. Yeah, that When you too. look at a lot of the foods, even refrigerated foods or foods that are like in, on the shelves, there's a lot of different oils that are unhealthy for you. Yeah, canola oil, seed, any seed oil, palm, palm oil. oil, all that stuff is horrible for it's you. It's in like so horrible much stuff. Even when you're trying to get quote unquote healthy stuff. There is just like if you actually read the labels made with bioengineered ingredients, they won't even tell you what ingredients were bioengineered. And what does that mean? Natural flavors. Natural flavors. (laughs) Could mean anything. Could be anything. And so like we always try to read the labels. And sometimes it's scary. It's like, oh, I'm putting it back on the shelf. I swear, people probably look at me like weird. I feel like they look at me weird sometimes at the supermarket because I read the label. Oh, I don't care. I feel like you should be learning from me, but I read the labels and I'm standing there and I'm just like the faces I make. I'm just like, the fuck? Seriously? Uh, no. Yeah. And, and I, I read in when I read about a lot of this stuff, uh, a quote that I've, that, I, that I've read and I can't remember who said it and I, I'm sorry, but it, this isn't my quote. Man is the only animal smart enough to make his own food. And dumb enough to eat it. Yes, you told so me that true, before. So true, though. Yeah. It's so true. So Because any man-made food, we shouldn't fucking be eating it. Mm-hmm. Because look what's in it. Yeah. My goal, <laughs> like, I, I think I've mentioned it to you before, but all this stuff I'm just reading about, like, how to be more in tune with yourself and to, like, cure yourself and heal, heal yourself of things. It's like, I want to go to, like, a raw diet. I want to start just kind of working my way of just going more, like, fruits and vegetables nuts things like that but kind of work it from everything being cooked to kind of cooking it less and less and then going more raw as possible yeah there's a lot of research and studies that if you can still find them uh, are out there or we're out there i should say that yeah i mean and it's kind of a known thing too like microwaving your food it's horrible you're you're Not good. inserting radiation into food that you're eating mm-hmm. uh and anytime you cook any food you are you're cooking the nutrition out of it so your body's not actually getting the nutrition that mm-hmm. it needs and that's why people eat so much food or feel like they need to eat more food it's not cuz you're not full it's cuz your body it, it doesn't feel like it's gotten enough nutrition mm-hmm. to function properly so yeah it's pretty interesting um and when you when you start really looking into a lot of this yeah, stuff yeah and when you think about again like commercials like How many times have you watched a TV show or a movie where they start talking about a certain kind of food? Like they'll talk about donuts or something. And then you're like, I want donuts. It's like that subliminal programming. It's being conditioned over time to want things. And we're all guilty of it. Happens to us. We'll be watching something. We'll watch The Office and they're eating Chinese food. And we're like, 
Ooh, I want, I want Chinese, Chinese food. <laughs> it, it's Happens like, all the how time. programmed are we? Oh, yeah. And it's trying to break that programming. It's very difficult. I'm not saying it's easy, but at least if you're aware of what it is, it's good you're to one be, step ahead. Yeah, you're right. It, and it, it is. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Sorry. Mm, it, no, it's, it, it's good to be aware because most people are not aware. And that's the scary thing that you're just not aware. But even being aware, yeah, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And you know me. I'm super disciplined. I'm very, when I set my mind to something, that's it. I can do it. But it's, I mean, stuff like that's challenging for me. Like if I'm trying to stay on a certain you know, diet or way of eating or trying to avoid certain foods, I get to, I get, I get sucked in sometimes too. I find it difficult and I know I shouldn't be eating this. This is not good for me, but F it. I'm going to have it because I want it right now or whatever. You know, like it's, it, I get why we have such an obesity epidemic in the United States. But not just that, but think about what's cheap. And this has come out before. We're not saying anything new. What's cheap? All the processed garbage. Yeah, is processed cheap to buy. food. For so sure. if you don't have money, you can't afford the good cuts of meat. No, I, I see. I disagree with you there. That that's another thing that I think has been that's information that's been put out there that is inaccurate. You can eat healthy and not spend that much money. You, you know the reason why is because once you get to a certain way of eating, once you condition yourself and realize that I don't need this, I don't need this, I don't need this. You don't need, again, going back to fasting, you don't need to eat as much. But think about right now, Americans at least, stuck in this cycle of, you know, there's five of us in a family and I got to make meals and I work, you know, two jobs. I need something quick and easy. It's all the processed garbage that's marketed to us in terms of being quick, easy and cheap. Right. But again, I'm not saying that's that there's no options. I'm just saying how it's being presented to people, that, hence the illusion. It's it, Exactly, it's all an illusion. Like for breakfast, for example, if our if our children say, oh, well, I'm not hungry, I don't want breakfast. Okay, I don't force no. them to eat. Why, no. would you, why would you make somebody eat if they're not hungry? But so many people will eat for themselves, will just go, well, it's breakfast time, I gotta eat. Even if they're not hungry, like do you ever actually stop and say, I'm making this meal. Do I really but need it? Am I hungry? But is that because of the conditioning, the of programming course of, course of parents is. saying you can't leave, you can't go to school, you have to have breakfast. Of course it and is. And then as you grow older, you think, oh, I, I have to have breakfast. I have to do this because I was told I have to do this. Of you course. don't have to do anything. Everything. This is what we were talking about the other day, and we didn't get too into it, but because we wanted to have this conversation for everybody else yeah every single thing if you stop and and just look at it objectively and try to take your own beliefs and everything out of it every single thing from the second you are born you are conditioned and programmed to be a certain way everything every single thing even more so now than it was when you and i were born even more so now baby's born what does the doctor right away want to do they want to give it a shot of something not my babies what whether or not you agree with that that's not my that's not my call to make but that is an example right there right away you're giving a shot of something do you need it i i don't care what you think i don't see why a baby unless there's some other reason going on needing a hepatitis shot they 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 give flu vaccines and flu shots to pregnant people do you need that? I don't know. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just calling into question some of these things. Because you can only do what's best for you. And again, so, you know your body. 
So if you feel like you need something, I don't want to get. I don't want to get into a discussion about that. I'm just giving examples yeah. of things and and what. I'm just trying to point just, out, like you know, your body. We're not doctors. We're not trying to tell you. Right, but I'm. I'm just saying these are things, examples of things that are done when you're, geez, even in the womb. For crying out loud, you're getting you're getting programmed by outside things that are not natural. That's not. I'm sorry, a flu shot is not natural. It's not something that just happens naturally, and. Then you think about it, you're immediately, you, you know, like just throughout your life, the things that you're taught in school, you're taught to raise your hand to speak. When do you ever have to do that? Well, only in school for the most part, right? But you're taught, you're conditioned early on, you shouldn't speak unless you raise your hand. Like it, it's kind of kind of programming you to not speak up and speak out about things. It makes you kind of be a little bit more reserved. They put it under the guise of politeness and order. And I get that. But at the same time, when you look deeper at it, it's I personally a- feel like it's trying to tell you it's not your place to speak unless you're given, until you're given permission until- to do exactly, so. Exactly, exactly. But that's another, just another example of, of how we're conditioned and programmed throughout our lives. Television. It's, Literally, that's what it's for. You look at anything, any any program. Most people, yeah. Most parents, what do they do when when they have a small child? Well, they're busy with work or whatever else, and we, we've been conditioned to become more self-involved, and we've been conditioned and programmed to not pay attention to our children as much. Oh, here, here's an iPad. Here, here, watch this cartoon on TV. Here, what? That's. What you're doing, most 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 what most people are doing. So right there, as a child, you're being conditioned by what you're seeing on the TV. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, going back to something we said before, is what did we do as kids? We went outside and played. But now, when people don't have yards to play in, there's nowhere for them to go play. If you look at like a lot of people in the city, there's too many like busy streets. There's just nowhere to play. It makes it very difficult. And given all the stuff now, the the way news travels and all the fear-based information that's put out there, parents, and I understand and I don't blame them and, and agree to some point, like you don't want your kids going out playing unsupervised just in the street if you live on a busy street or just like out anywhere, like you want to know where your kids are, you want them to be safe. So when you have no yard, you have no land, you have nowhere for them to go, you're going to stick them in front of a TV. My long-winded point. There's a blue jay. Yeah. There's a blue jay. The blue jay's trying to go in my yarrow. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, I just I had to point Distraction. that out. Distraction. Distraction. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that that right there, the television has got to be like the most loved tool by the they, whoever they are. Uh, one, one thing, another thing that I always heard throughout my life, still hear it all the time, money doesn't buy you happiness. Why are we always told that? So that we don't want to make more money and be successful or, or what? Well, success and money don't always correlate, but, but that's another thing. And, but if you think about that statement, you think about it, you're like, well, yeah, it's true, but is it really true? And who usually tells you money can't buy happiness? People that have money well, tell you, well, it can't buy happiness. I look at that. It can't buy happiness, but it can buy you freedom. It can buy you more options. It gives you more options in life. No, and you know? I agree. But I also think like if you're a miserable, miserable person and then you win the lottery, 
it's not going to sure. necessarily bring you happiness. Sure. That, but I, th- I feel like that's the point of it. However, I think the way we look at money, though, is so messed up because while I believe, yeah, I work hard, I should be able to, you know, make money and not feel guilty about it. We need money. We want these better things. It kind of falls into the status symbol again. And it's a, I feel like there's a difference between status and what you need. So you look at people years ago and like my grandmother had, my meme had seven kids and she had, I think it was like a three bedroom house and they made it work. So it's not like you need like a 10,000 square foot house because you have two kids. You don't need all that space per se necessarily. Yeah, but you want to do it, that's fine. But I'm just saying people get thrown into this, I need this, I need this, and you don't need it. Well, everybody is different, though. That's the thing. So somebody that wants a 10,000-square-foot house for two kids... That's fine. Maybe that, maybe the, for them, they do need if it. If that's what you want, it's fine. But if you think that's what you need to fulfill some kind of status symbol, no. All right. Is it, did I clarify? Sure. All I was saying was that was that was something that an example of something we've been told most Mm -hmm. of us throughout our lives. We've all heard that money can't buy you happiness. And I would I would say that I disagree with that a little bit. I disagree with that a little bit. I think I'd be a lot happier with a lot more money than what I buy more land. (laughs) There you go. Well, that's that's the thing. What would make me happy? What made me happy is having a lot of land. uh, You know that for me personally, and I can't do that without a lot of money. Yeah. In terms so, of materialistic things, but right, right, yeah. but that, but that's what I mean. So, money in a way is kind of demonized almost a little bit. Being rich and, and look at—I mean, even right now in society, the, capitalism, the, the rich, bad. the rich and elite. There's the, there's the one percenters and all this and that. Money's it's demonized all the time, but the people in charge are the ones that have all the money, and they want to keep it that way. And they want to keep it that way exactly. So yeah. Oh, one of the other things that you brought up in terms of, um, like we were talking and uh, I'm trying to remember specifically what you said, cause it was earlier in the conversation, but you brought up like careers, jobs, things like that yeah. and in money. And it made me think like growing up, it was like, yeah, cause you were saying like, you got to get a job and you got to go to school and right. do all this. So growing up. It was like you had to do certain things to be successful. You wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or some kind of business thing. Um, When you think of an artist in terms of making money, what phrase comes to mind? What kind of artist are you talking about? Just general artist. What do you mean? What phrase comes to mind? I always get starving artist because I feel like that's what society throughout. If you want to do something creative, you're going to starve because it's not secure. Well, that's not a secure job. Well, yeah, but that's just a that's just a stereotype. I mean, if I think of artists, I think people like musicians. Yeah. I mean, I think pro wrestling is an art. It's not it's not a sport because it's not really competitive in that way where somebody's really, you know, fighting or whatever for something. So, no, I, I don't. The starving artist thing, I but think that... Let's say yeah. you want to be a musician. Yeah. Do you think society is more likely to say, yeah, go live out your dream and be successful or you're probably not going to make it. You should yeah, but, probably get a backup. Yeah, but that I don't think is is the controllers or they. I don't think that's what... That, that's, I'm talking that's, about society. That's, yeah, that's just insecure people that don't want you... that 
look at somebody that has the guts to go and actually do something they want to do and pursue and they go, well, I don't want that guy being happy because he's got the guts to go do some, so I'm going to ridicule him. But I'm talking about society. Right. Yeah. That, and that's most of society. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have the guts to go after their dreams, to go and do something that other people wouldn't do mm-hmm. because at, most people want to conform and feel like they belong in, in community or whatever else. That's why you see what's going on in the world today. That's why it's happening because the majority of people just want to go along to get along and they don't want to rock the boat and they don't want to step outside of their comfort zone. So I, I don't, but I, I think that that's something that it, the people, the powers that be, whatever, I think that's something they take advantage of knowing that yeah. most people are they like try, that. That's where they try to divide. But I think in general with society, we are programmed not to rock the boat, not to be too far out there, like a little bit of change, a little bit putting yourself out there, thinking out of the box is good, but not too much in general. And I think, were you going to say something? Uh, no, finish your thought. It's okay. No, I just think that like, I don't, I almost, anyone who's listening or watching, I want to challenge you. Like, cause I think of like, you can do whatever you want. Work on your own manifestation. Kind of step outside your comfort zone with something that you want to do, but you're afraid to be judged on it. As long as it's like, I'm not saying if you want to be like a serial killer, go out and start killing people. No, but because I always feel like somebody's going to take something I say and twist it around. You always have to quantify it. <laughs> yes. Give a disclaimer. I don't want people <laughs> taking my words out of context. But like, if there's something you want, you want to get into art, you want to get into music, you want to get in the non-conventional, not safe kind of thing, do it. Like challenge yourself, step outside that box, step out of society's norms and just do it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think that especially today when you turn on the news, you go on social media, whatever it is, and current events are being talked about and spoken about, you have the two sides, right? You have the the right side of the alley, the left side, whatever, you, whatever you want to call them. You have the two opposing ideologies. And very rarely do you hear from a centrist point of view. Sometimes you do, but most often you don't. And again, all to keep us divided. You hear a lot of talk about civil war, revolution, stuff like that, right? If, just think about this, if... Every single per not even every person, but if, say, a fifth of the population in the world just said, nope, all done, not doing that, absolutely not, or, or if you could get even half the population to, to start and just say, nope, not doing that, absolutely not, that's not happening, what would happen? There wouldn't be a war, there wouldn't be a revolution, there, if, if everybody just woke up one day and went, nah, not doing that. It would stop just like that. I snapped my fingers. I don't know if you can hear that on the audio. Just like that, it would stop because they, we outnumber. When I say we, I mean the, li- the little people. We outnumber the controllers, the people in charge, the shot callers, if you will. Not not by five to one, not by 10 to one, by like a billion to one, if not. Th- I mean, there, you figure there's maybe 100,000 elite if you will, putting that in quotes. I hate that word. I hate it too, but that's what, everybody knows what you're talking about when you say it. And then there's everybody else. We outnumber them. All we have to do is just say, nah, 
not doing that. And we that. have to stop fighting each other. And we got to stop fighting each other. I mean, we could still have our disagreements, oh, but yeah. if we can all agree on the fact that we just be free, do what do what you want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody else and don't push your views and beliefs on mm-hmm. anybody, could you imagine? But that there's your revolution. Just just, just say no. No, mm-hmm. not doing that. Don't fall for the bullshit that's trying to divide us. Don't. That's it. Just and at least like step 1 recognize what's going on recognize that there are forces trying to divide people that there are alternatives to what you've been told in life that not everything is what it seems and that you have infinite power you can do a lot of great things and a lot of people think that I can't do anything I'm just a person there's nothing special about me but everybody is special in their own way they all have gifts they just don't know how to use it. They don't know how to wake it up and you can do it. So my advice is just start working on finding your gifts, opening things up, opening your mind. Right. Step sure. one. Yeah. But yeah. See I, the illusion that's there. Yeah, that, that's it. And I think it's funny too when we talk about you know, religion and stuff like that. Religion is all belief based because there's no evidence that, that there's a higher being or anything like that. It's all belief-based because, that, I mean, that's just what it is. And you can argue what re- if religion is good, bad, whatever. I'm not going to have that conversation, but it's belief-based. And now, where churches and everything are kind of being phased out, what's the new thing that's kind of coming in that's taken the forefront is science. Science, right? And, and a lot of people, most intelligent people with a bunch of letters after their names will say, well, you have to trust the science. You have to trust this and that, blah, blah, blah. The funny thing is, when you really look into a lot of this stuff, most of it's fabricated. If you really want to do the research and look for yourself. Never been really proven. It's just kind of said, we're going to go with this because this works for us. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your toes. What I was going to say was, it is all still, most of it is belief. You're blindly believing something in something. And a lot of people that blindly believe in and accept whatever some scientist tells them, how is that any better than just accepting what, say, a, a rabbi or a priest is telling you? That's a really good point. How is that any better? Belief is the enemy of knowing. You are just blindly believing something but do you really know if it's true or not? Were you really in that laboratory conducting those experiments? Were you really doing these double-blind placebo studies? Were you really the one with the thermometer checking the temperature of the ocean? Were you really, were, did you do any of that? No, you just believed it because somebody told you that that's, that's the facts. And look that's at what's true. happened. Again, going back to pharmaceutical companies, how they've lied about their studies. They've lied about side effects. This is stuff that has come out because they tell the doctors, oh yeah, this medication's great and no real side effects and blah, 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 all minor. They lie. How many they- class action lawsuits are there against different medications that have come out? Go, oh, go turn yeah. on your TV late at night. Did it, isn't <laughs> like know? the government suing a pharmaceutical company for some drug. I forget like some because of the opiate addiction. Oh, I, I forget know. which one. But it's just like people will falsify data because they want your money or they want your backing or belief. 
I am not a religious person. I am a spiritual person. And I feel like I'm not going to put all my stock in saying this is definite because I don't know. Do I feel like there's higher beings? I feel like energy is infinite. So I don't know. I feel like there's stuff out there, but I can't tell you what it is. So I'm not going to say like, yes, there's only this one God. So back to your point. No, you're, I'm just you're saying, sidewinding again. You're going, okay. you're veering off I'm just track. saying I'm a spiritual person. I'm, I'm open to things and maybe everyone should be a little more open. Well, you're just you're, a thought. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a thought. It's a, it's Cause a good, that was an it's a good awesome point that you made. So let's just be a little more open. Yeah. Everybody just be a little more open. Stop blindly accepting things that people tell yes. you just because they're on TV or because they have a title. Again, they're people just like you, just like me, and they can make mistakes. Okay, we should stop blindly trusting everything we're told. I got to throw this out there. Just because somebody's famous and they endorse something doesn't mean it's good or that they actually endorse it. They're just getting paid to do it. So oh, yeah. for, I, I don't think any of our listeners fall for that. But if you have a friend who does like, oh, well, you know, so Lady so Gaga, you know, yeah. and said this. That's when you, I mean, like for me now, when I see that kind of stuff, I immediately, the red flag goes up. I mean, the red flag for me goes up for just about everything now. But especially if you're seeing like, oh, you've got this celebrity A and athlete B and so-and-so, they all get together to to have a concert for something. It's like, okay, yeah, this is obviously the narrative that's being pushed. So the opposite is true most of the time. That's 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 what my Mm -hmm. mind tells me. But yeah, it, yeah, you're right. The whole uh, endorsements and all that stuff, it's just it's such nonsense. Again, like, if, who if cares so, what, I don't care if it's your favorite actor or yeah, actress who cares or what they singer. <laughs> if what they're saying is going against your gut feeling, you got to listen to that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, in celebrity endorsements, mm. that's a, that's a, we should do a they're show on paid. that. We should do a they're show just paid. about that someday. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. kind of like when you see those reviews on like Amazon and different places. I was paid for my review. <laughs> I got free stuff for my review. Yeah. And it's like a glowing five star. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. You don't uh, know if you can trust it or not. No. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I, I mean, again, trust, trust your instincts, trust your gut. If something doesn't smell right, it's probably because it's not right. Trust your intuition. It, it, it still amazes me how, like, for example, I always, bring pro wrestling up because that was something I was involved with forever and and just one of my passions. It amazes me how so many people involved in that particular business don't see through everything else the in work life. Of everything, like yeah. literally everything else. Because that is a manufactured reality that we put on just for a brief time and everybody knows what they're getting into when they watch it or, or do it. But when you remove from that how you just think that, well, that's just wrestling. Real life's not like that. When real life is so like pro wrestling, especially like politics and stuff like that, like everything is so manufactured and so like that. So it amazes me when I see people in that field that just go along with, yeah, they should know better. Exactly. They follow for it. But that again, that's, that's just lifelong conditioning and, and stuff like that. Mm So yeah, pretty what a discussion. We went like all over the place. I don't even know what to call this. I'm just going to say like, let's get philosophical. I, I guess. But I mean, like we just, yeah, I don't know. This is going to be a fun show notes to, to write. Thank you all for hanging in there. Yeah, if you did. Th- thanks everybody for, for 
sticking with us as long as you have. Yeah. And just uh, hearing us talk about. This one's just a sharing whatever. our thoughts. We were having a conversation yeah. and it made me think we should save it for the podcast. Yeah. Well, hopefully people got something out of it. I hope it resonates with people. I hope if anything, it gets people to realize that my big thing is that you are super powerful and you can do so much and just realize that like, yeah, we're like these puzzle pieces that aren't completely put together, but you can put it all together. You have that power and the capability. I think that was probably one of the, the best things you said th- this episode was that we are like puzzle pieces or, or like puzzles and we were just broken apart and we just have to, I think that's life is figuring out how to put the puzzle back together. And that's what I mean when and I say like it's And it's sad that hard. most of us don't ever even realize that yeah. or, or even attempt to try to do it. And like these are the things I feel inside and I know and trying to find a way to articulate it that people understand. <laughs> so that was the best way I could put it together. That was good. No pun intended. Well done. Well done. So yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. And uh, also uh, just real quick, we, we got, uh, and we're going to play it probably uh, next episode but w- we started to get some listener stories coming in so yes. if you've got any kind of like story or, or something that you'd like to share you know drop us a, li- a line on mm-hmm. on uh, social media i can't talk now uh or email us or, yeah. or anything like that uh, if you want to reach us on social media you can find us on twitter at homewrecker pod but before we get there i want to plug because at this point, it's after Halloween, and I think I forgot to plug it in the last episode. So, Karen Rontowski, Paranormal Karen Podcast. You can hear me talking about one of my own personal ghost stories on her latest episode. So, check it out. Right. Uh, and then check out our social media. Instagram. Are we posting on Instagram anymore? I, I don't know. I want to. I think I got to stay off of it for like a couple weeks. So, we can post but we can't put anything like with the post in terms of like comments like below the picture. Um, I can't so like anything, can't comment on anything, can't follow anybody. So I can't do it on my personal so, account, my business account, or our Homewrecker account. So Instagram is a Homewrecker Podcast, and just, and we have a website too, HomewreckerPodcast.com. Oh, and we're on that other one. Parlor, Parlor, yes, Parlor. and we've been getting some interaction with that. Really, at Homewrecker Pod, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you'll have to tell me about it after. Uh, One great. of our stories we got from a listener. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay, and and I like I said, we'll, we'll start yeah. playing those as we get them. You can email us homewreckerpod at gmail.com send us an email you want to send us a story or something let us let us know yeah absolutely and, and like i said we'll share them right right on here and for all the for, watchers you for, can find us <laughs> yes that's right for the for the watchers for the watch we are on youtube yes and brighteon and i've been getting a lot more comments too from people on youtube and it's really awesome so we should just do like an episode with like listener comments and watcher comments hearers and watchers not viewers and listeners hearers Hearers and watchers watchers. right yeah absolutely so reach out to us on any Mm -hmm. one of those platforms if you haven't already hit the subscribe button if you're listening to us on uh apple itunes or podcast what what is what's the apple thing yeah that apple wherever you get your podcast just hit the subscribe button if you don't mind please and uh also give us a five-star review if you don't mind and be and you'd be so kind and i just want to throw out there as well if you want to send us a story, don't worry about us thinking you're crazy or whatever. Like, put yourself out there. 
I love all interaction. Alex loves all interaction. Yeah. Like, we love it. Even though I'm not on nice. social media. But, but. I, I tell you. <laughs> right. So don't worry about being judged. Like, yeah. Let your crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. flag fly and just share your yeah, stories yeah, with get, us. Yeah, if you got if you got a cool paranormal yeah. story or whatever, or if something you interesting. Aliens, if you agree with us with what we've been saying or if you can build off of what we've been saying, share share with us. Let us know. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to build that community. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And so, you got anything else you want to say before we No, sign I'm going to shut up now. You sure? Yeah, I've talked okay. enough. All right. So, until next time, I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion. I've been joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing mm-hmm. trophy wife. And you've been listening to the Home Record Podcast. Monique. Oh, sorry. I was distracted. <laughs> and you've been listening to the Home Record Podcast.